0: Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Review, where each week I review every single episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. What more do you want? Hello and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. I am reviewing episode 1237 with Sebastian Maniscalco, I think is how you say his last name. I should know, I'm a big fan, but uh, sorry Sebastian, I cannot quite remember how to say your last name well I don't know if I ever knew uh this guy if you don't know him is a world-class comedian one of the best right now for sure he just sold out Madison Square Garden for four shows and I I think that's a big part of why he, he was on Rogan's show is just talk about that and kind of you know, just push himself and his career a little bit. He's known Joe a long time, so they're kind of all friends. I don't know how close they are, but uh, they've, they've certainly been around each other and they've seen each other develop. And, and Joe talks a little bit about that in this podcast. Uh, and Sebastian says that a lot of his comedy really found his voice, you know, around like 2007, something around that area. But, you know, what they both did is make their way to the comedy store because it's the mecca of stand-up and really the best place to just grind out your work and really figure yourself out. Uh, some interesting things that Sebastian said is that he doesn't write things down. He just records and then reevaluates and kind of goes over that work. I'm always fascinated how people do their work, and especially people at the highest levels. Joe was saying that Bill Burr also does that the same way, just kind of works it all out on stage. That's incredibly brave. I mean, the idea, not to say that they go up there without any clue what to do obviously they they have their stories and so on but it really just shows the kind of free-form way that they put their sets together and it also brings up the question maybe writing everything down is not always the best way to go for comedy maybe you can you know you're over analyzing before you've had a chance just to work it on stage and uh i don't know it's something that i think about uh when i hear these guys talk about stand-up because it just seems like such a tricky business, and it's it's fascinating to hear how how they do things. Um, it, Sebastian likes to stay loose uh, on stage, and he asked Joe kind of like what's what's Joe's process. And Joe was talking about how really in this uh, podcast he talks about that he has a start and he has an ending but he likes to play with the middle. He likes to just stay loose and kind of let the middle go where it needs to go. And another thing that Joe Rogan does is he retires his stuff. So after he releases a special, he stops doing those jokes. And he does it for a few reasons. One, because people have seen it now. You know, the specials come out. So that's kind of that. But also, it really pushes him to write new stuff. Whereas Sebastian doesn't always do that. He says he kind of you know a special could even come out and if he still enjoys doing the bits he's going to throw it in there uh, i guess in a way i think that that's a smarter move because then you have more tools in your arsenal like let's say you're losing the crowd let's say people are not you're just struggling to get their attention or you're just building great momentum and you just want to crush it you know home run it with a really good skit that you've worked on for a you know years and years and you just know really well Why not throw it out there? I think it's a smart move. And maybe there are combinations of things that are worth trying in that incidence. But it definitely makes not having any new material after your special a bit of an easier time. I mean, it's certainly going to make it an easier transition if you can still put some of your old stuff in there and kind of work it that way. I guess what you have to be careful of is that you're not relying too heavily on the old stuff and therefore it's affecting how you're writing new jokes. I don't know. Some of Joe's strategy for stand-up is after he does his set, he will obviously record it or his different sets. Then he drives home and listens to what he did. So he can connect to his Bluetooth and kind of listen to his sets. And sometimes Rogan will do like two or three spots in the Comedy Store in one night. So I don't know which ones he listens to, whether he listens to all of his sets for that night seems like a lot of work and I don't know how long his drive home is, but if he has enough time to go through it all, then he gets home and writes for a couple of hours. So, you know, he's kind of amped up, probably gets some food. That's probably when he Instagrams some of his uh, elk steak or whatever he's cooking. And then that's it. He gets writing and that's a time for him to write. I guess, you know, like I said on a few podcasts ago that I was reviewing when people work the best and... um you know, some people work well in the morning, some people at night. Maybe Joe works well at night and that's how he's able to write so well. But he has sit there and he write for an hour. That shows massive dedication. I mean, that's definitely the most responsible way about, you know, going at something. Uh, it's probably not very fun to do. I don't imagine. I mean, you've got to listen to yourself, do some comedy. And remember, it's him evaluating himself and he's not looking for necessarily for the bits that worked really well as much as the things that didn't really work and how he could change that up so fair play to him you know Sebastian does it a little bit differently he does listen to his stuff he does record it but he won't go write it he just kind of puts the story together freeballs it and tries something different the next time um after their conversation with with the comedy they get on to cooking uh how to cook other hobbies and stuff that they're into and, and joe of course starts talking about Tra- traeger grills i think he's gonna get sebastian one uh, sebastian didn't sound super interesting because it sounded like he had to do a lot of extra things like oh i've got to get pellets now and i've got to do this and i got to do that and he, I, I maybe he's not a super hands-on guy but joe's Joe's determined to to get him to start cooking that way. Joe talks about getting a, a dry-aged steak that was 380 days old. Uh, he said it smelled like foie gras and tasted like something different. I don't know. I've never had really aged steaks. I think I have one that was not that long, like five, six days, something. I can't imagine a, a, a steak that was aged for over a year. Almost sounds horrendous. Um I don't know. Have you guys ever tried anything like that? I think it, maybe he's going off the deep end there with his food, but who knows? Maybe it's good. I haven't tried it. Um it they they talk a little bit about what it's like to be famous, um and and how they get interrupted, you know, in public. People want pictures, everyone wants a picture these days. And sometimes these guys are with their family and it's a little tiring you know, for somebody to come over and especially if they are interrupted, like Joe says that he's always willing to take a picture with somebody, but at the same time, it's a little bit frustrating. Like if his daughter's there, he gave a story about how his daughter was like sat in his lap and he was feeding her once. And and she gets very frustrated with it because, you know, she needs the attention and doesn't have the patience for it. And it's just kind of, you know, a little bit frustrating for that reason. And, and it makes sense. It makes sense that it would be like after a while, it's got to be pretty exhausting. You just want time for yourself. So think about that. Maybe if you see celebrities somewhere, um, I don't know where you are in the country, but I'm in LA, so it's not uncommon for you to bump into these people kind of all over the place. And uh, yeah, I generally just leave them alone. As cool as it is to see them, you know, it's going to be kind of tiring for them. And, uh, and what are you going to get out of it, really? A picture? And then what? Tag yourself in that and send it to somebody, I guess, if that's really that important to you. But just know that you annoyed them to do it, for sure. But it's part of the deal. Like, they're, they're being, uh, you know, they're famous. So, tough. they got to put up with it. Um, uh, Sebastian asked Joe how he got into the UFC, and he talks about how he uh was watching the fights, loved the fights. Dana White just said, Hey, come do these, you know, do be a commentator. Joe really had no idea how to do it or what to do, and he just kind of made it up and it and it just kinda of developed from there. But again, with a lot of the things that Joe does, it was just one of those where he was into it. He didn't quit. He stuck at it and he really developed something and it just happened to turn into like this massive thing that it is today i mean in so many ways he's very lucky for that reason but it's also because he developed that conversation and this art and and did really well at it and it was something that sebastian was really keen on because sebastian's getting into acting he's doing more acting and uh recently he uh just set up doing a movie with martin scorsese So it's probably on his mind, like, oh, I have to do something new. I don't know how to do it. It's very difficult. And therefore, I think that's why he wanted to talk to um, Joe about kind of pushing yourself and and kind of working in that way. And, you know, these things, you see this stuff with with comedians, especially, or anyone doing really well, but comedians are always reevaluating their work. They're always looking for a better way to do it. And they don't really care how difficult it is. Together, they just want an avenue for it. Sebastian was saying on this podcast that his father is super critical of him. And uh, sometimes we just telling him he sucks or, and these sorts of things. And, and it's rough, right, to have that. But it's also good because it always uh, allows him to evaluate. And, And you know, you just don't want yes men around you. You don't want people just saying you're great all the time. You, you'll stop working so hard to, to develop. Um, and... And that makes sense. And Joe gave the example of like David Goggins, how inspiring he is, how how hard he makes people push, but also how he's, you know, so honest about where he started from and how he was not in that position and how he thought he was a loser and how he just decided to break out of that and become, I think he says, uncommon amongst uncommon men. And it's... It's really a powerful message. And then Joe brings up Jocko and what he is. And then they play that video good, which I'm sure you've all heard. But they play it on the podcast and it's it's just fantastic. I love how he plays that like every couple of months. It's really inspiring every time. And it's just one of those videos that if you're struggling to get some stuff done or you kind of feel down on your luck, put it on. Just play that damn thing. Have it in a playlist, save somewhere, and 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 that's, yeah, that's that. Play the damn thing. But for the rest of the conversation, Sebastian just uh, talked about how pumped he is to do Madison Square Garden and how much of a big deal it is. And congratulations to him. What a fantastic feat. He's saying his whole family is so super proud of him and, and they've really supported him and stuck with him for the last 20 plus years while he's just gone out and done this. And a big takeaway for me was that he didn't say, oh, my goal list, you know, my vision board is all about getting to Madison Square Garden. It was just about being a comic and and being able to do that full time, which is hard enough in itself. So just the fact that he's a that's all he wanted to do and everything else was a bonus i loved it it was a great conversation and it's always nice to have sebastian on talking to joe they're just a a couple of cool funny dudes having a chat it's great but anyway thanks for listening i really appreciate it we'll talk soon